Hi everyone, it's Jack here from Esports Live. Sorry to crash the podcast. A quick thank you to you all for all your support so far. We hope you like what you're hearing, even if our advice is absolute nonsense. Make sure you subscribe to our videocast on YouTube and Twitch channels, as well as follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Or if you prefer the podcast, subscribe on Spotify and Apple. Search Esports Live now on any of the platforms to get involved. We've got some exciting things happening in the background. Get ready for the Euros and the Fantasy Premier League season 21-22. Get involved now, don't miss out and enjoy the podcast. Fantasy managers, hello and welcome back to the FPL Addicts and Esports Live Fantasy Weekly videocast and podcast. Today we'll be reviewing Game Week 33 and previewing Game Week 34. And with me as always are the usual culprits by my side. We'll start with you, Jack. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, good to be here, Elliot. Thanks for having me on, mate. Um, back to the guru as well. Hello, guru. He's finally back. He's made He's his back. appearance once again. How are we doing, Matt? <laughs> Yeah, look, I wasn't too well last week. Slowly recovering now, and uh, yeah, look, the uh, Carabao Cup final didn't didn't help me too much. But um, I think the uh, I think seeing Man City beat PSG made me feel a little bit better because uh, you know we've obviously lost to a superior side anyway. So, um, but hopefully we'll win a trophy one day. Yeah, maybe one day, mate. We're not too sure how long you'll have to wait, but we're uh, <laughs> we're glad that you're feeling better, and we're glad that you're back on the podcast and. Uh, Jack, how about Man United in the morning as well? Beating Roma at home, nice convincing win. And job's not done yet, but uh, it would take some work to uh, to lose from that position, I, I would say. Job's not done. Uh, yeah, maybe. I think it might be there or thereabouts. Famous last words. Touch wood, touch wood, lads. Um, but listen, it's always good doing the pod on a Friday, next on a Thursday morning. Um, yeah, sorry, on a Friday morning, we always have the Euros results and United are still still doing well in it. Um, so, yeah, delighted. We absolutely uh, yeah, look good in the definitely the second half. I think I said that on the podcast last week, United are all about the second half, aren't they? And uh, they showed that today. 2-1 down and coming back with six. Happy days. Yeah, I think a lot of doubt in a lot of managers' minds about Bruno Fernandes and whether or not to keep him was uh, happening over the weekend. But and, you know, a lot of their minds will have been changed this morning, I'm sure. But we will uh, we'll take a step away from the European sense and we'll move back into fantasy now. And we'll go back to game week 33 just quickly, where the average points was 36 and the highest of the game week was 110. And we've got my three shocks here. We're going to start with Chris Wood with 20 points, three goals, one assist, and three bonus points. And Absolutely dominant performance with him as they beat Wolves. Jack, what a performance from Burnley. Massive three points from them. Listen, it's not often we talk about Burnley doing the business, uh, but they did the business and Chris Wood, uh, it just turned into uh, Lionel Messi, hadn't he? He was awesome, mate. I didn't I didn't watch the game, but I saw the highlights. He was all over that Wolves defence. And I'm sure uh, Ollie will be glad he's not on the podcast today having yeah. to discuss how good he was. He'll be, he'll be very happy not to be talking about it. But um, it was very, obviously a massive shock with the Wolves. Obviously, a lot of people obviously brought in um, Wolves assets, in, especially in defence. I brought in Cody. Um, mm-hmm. So and did then, I. Yeah, there you go. So, and then Chris Wood doing that, you know, I think... It's been it's been good it's been good to have in the in the uh, in some of the teams this this season, hasn't he? As a quite a low low cost striker, but he's uh, yeah he stepped up and they absolutely smashed him. So well done to Burnley. Yeah, as you mentioned, a lot of managers would have been disheartened by the uh, the Wolves' defence that day. All of us three included, as we just mentioned. But we'll, we'll move on to my second now. Ben Chilwell with twelve points, one assist, a clean sheet, and three bonus as Chelsea beat West Ham one 0 Matt, how does that make you feel? You know, with Spurs challenging for that top four, were you happy to see that result, or would you have rather a draw or a West Ham win? 
Yeah, definitely would have rather a draw. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I think, because I, I can't really see, you know, see us making the top four now. So, um, you know, I'm happy to see West Ham potentially not make it either. So, although Chelsea, I don't know, it's kind of, don't really know if it's who's the lesser of the two evils really is there. It's a tough one. So, um, yeah, look, I think I would have preferred a draw, to be honest. Yeah, it's definitely going to be close going down to the wire towards the end of the season. The top four race is definitely one to be following. And then finally, we've got senior man Kalechi Iheanacho, who saved a lot of people's FPL weeks. He's a cult hero for Fantasy League at the minute with 12 points from a goal. What a goal it was, by the way. An absolute screamer from him. Out of nowhere, he's just turned into some player for the last parts of this season. He got a goal, an assist and three bonus points, 12 points. And, uh, you know, another result that probably would have disheartened you a little bit, Matt, with, with Leicester gaining three more points on that top four race yeah it was I think um, you know, it's, it's a shame because I would have liked to see a bit of a Leicester collapse again um, but yeah look, I feel like we've been out of the you know we're on the cusp but I just can't see us making that top four anyway and um, yeah there's some pretty nice fantasy points from that game just to kind of compensate with you know Ihi and Acho and then you know we both bring uh, Castagna uh, in there as well which obviously we'll get to later oh, on nice. yeah nice move lads yeah, he, he definitely, definitely paid off. He was uh, he was doing it at the start of the season, and it's good to see him back doing what he was doing. And it's funny you mentioned the uh, the Leicester falling apart with Brendan Rodgers as their manager. We had Chris Reid on last week, as I'm sure you know, and we we did slightly bring that up to him. Obviously, him being a Liverpool fan, he would have uh, not minded that joke too much. To be reminded of that it was uh, a couple was it was it nine years ago the other day or something, lads? It was. Um, yeah, I think it was seven or about eight years ago, wasn't it? Was it 2013, Jack? 2014 time? 2014. Yeah, so I think a lot of people got etched, that etched in the memory, had not they? And I know Gerard still probably has nightmares. <laughs> you know, he definitely has nightmares about that. <laughs> definitely. And, uh, you know, big... Liverpool, you know, you compare it to these days and uh, they're just struggling, struggling seven years ago, struggling these days. But uh, <laughs> we'll have to see how they get on. But we'll, we'll move on now to uh, to reviewing our teams. And Matt, we'll start with you. You know, you weren't on last week, so I think it's only fitting that we start with your team and let you go through it. You had a really, really good week, uh, according to the average. The average was 36 points, as I mentioned, and you managed to get 62, which has blown the average out of the water. So just walk us through where you went well. Yeah, look, I, was, I was definitely surprised with the score. Um, I wasn't expecting too much. So, yeah, really happy. I've obviously bring Castagna in, who I mentioned. I'd watched him in the previous Leicester fixture um, and he hit the post and he, he just looked brilliant. And, um, you know, I think he uh, might have got an assist in, in the game that they played before. And, you know, I, I put him in at the last minute. I think there was probably a couple of hours till sort of deadline and um, took a minus four to, to put him in. The initial transfer was the same as Jack with Connor Cody. You know, really, really had high hopes for Wolves against Burnley, and um, you know, in hindsight, bad transfer because it's actually cost you know four points because he because he got zero, so that was a bit of a shame. But um, yeah, look, I'm I'm pretty happy with the Leeds defence. Didn't expect to you know double up on uh, on clean sheets against Man United, so I'm happy with that. Um, you know, I thought Vidra was very unlucky. He had a, he had a disallowed goal for Burnley, and obviously Wood ended up stealing the show there. So you know, would have liked more from him. Uh, Ihe and Nacho has done well and, um, you know, Mo, Mo Salah, you know, returned. Um, you know, Podence hasn't quite delivered for me yet and, you know, that, that was a bit of a differential for me. So, um, yeah, considering it was, uh, you know, there was no Spurs players or, or City players, um, you know, Southampton, I think I think Palace were the other team not playing. I'm pretty happy with that score to come away with and, you know, see how we go for the rest of the season. 
Yeah, and we'll just we'll just look at your bench quickly. I don't know if you can see it there on the screen, but you've got Fraser Forster, Rafinha, Kane and Son on your bench. So you've definitely got a really, really strong 15-man squad. Does it give you a lot of confidence going into sort of the, you know, we've, we've described it as a marathon this season. It's sort of heading into the, nearly the sprint territory now, lads, I think. So this final little sprint of the season, is that going to, you know, put you in good stead? Yeah, I hope so. Like I've had a bit of a dip in form of probably the last month and then this week, with the 62 points, it's been really good. So my squad's kind of taken a bit more shape now. And you know, as long as Rafinha can come back, he's out this week. But, you know, if I can get him in back in for that, fit for that last sort of three games um, with my Leeds assets, they've got a nice run. I think I'll be looking good. Um, you know, I've got the Leicester boys with some good fixtures. I mentioned to Jack earlier on the WhatsApp, you know, we might have a uh, you know, potential double game week in, in game week 36. We're just waiting on, um, you know, the news of that, um, which would give... You know, someone like Bruno Fernandez, a a couple of games as well, um, and a few a few other players, which obviously we we'll talk about later. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident with the squad I got that I, I can end quite strong and hopefully, you know, push that top ten in the mini league, um, or at least the sort of top fifteen. Yeah, and as we just see, you've just fallen out of the top ten. You're sitting fourteenth at the minute, but we definitely all back you to to climb back into that position. There, it's a very very good week from you, Matt, and a really good score that's definitely rocketed you rocketed you up the league we saw green arrows there but we'll move on to you now jack and again it's another really really good week according to a play, playing above the average 55 points and uh just walk us through your team yeah it was um listen, it was good a good week thank goodness i did take a, a minus eight with a, a bit of an overhaul and a bit of a gamble um it's that time of the year to get that final those final spots in the uh, in the top top groups but um i brought a uh, salary for kdb Captained him on the armband, so he performed well. He eighteen. Uh, I did bring um, Jota in uh, for uh, Son and Watkins for Kane, so it, 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 it kind of paid off and kind of didn't. Um, it wasn't a huge uh, issue uh, bringing those. You know, taking that minus eight, not something you obviously normally do, but it's such a time just to try and gamble and try and um, be a bit different to what everyone else is doing and try and overhaul. But yeah. In the end, 55 points good, obviously with minus eight. Cody obviously getting I brought him in the week before in 30 game week 32 in you know thinking the next couple of games will be great and Cody getting a zero there for sure with the clean sheet against Leeds. Still good you know, in you know, still good uh, score considering that it was a not a good result. Um and then yeah, obviously Lingard had to have a quiet day at some point, didn't he? And then uh, Mount and Fernandez not not doing much and Target not doing much either. Um, but hey, good 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 week. Happy with that and looking forward to this one as well. Bringing the uh, Tottenham assets back in. Well, brought Kane back in anyway. <laughs> yeah, I was going to bring that up just ever so quickly. You know, taking out two of the the big Spurs assets this season that have got people so many points, Kane and Son. So you've you've said you've got Kane back in. Are you going to leave Son out of your team? No, Son will definitely be coming back in, yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Son, so if I can get him back in, then I will do. I think uh, my plan is, uh give you a bit of an insight, plan is to get, um, I've got Cancelo on the bench, he'll be coming out, uh, be bringing maybe a Leeds asset in there, uh, Dallas, and then taking Mount out and bringing Son back in. And that'll be, uh, that'll be my transfers for next week, lads. Just give you a bit of a, you know a week ahead <laughs> very interesting we'll, we'll go back to you Guru and we'll just ask you if you're going to be doing any transfers or if you're going to do the uh, the infamous rollover but uh, just give us a little bit of insight into what you're thinking at the minute 
Yeah, it's been a real roller coaster with uh, with transfers this week. I think before the Europa League, in the morning, Fernandez was coming out, and that that was I've decided that he's coming out. Don't you do know, it. I looked at I looked at his returns, and I think it was two two returns in eight games, and you know, the penalties were drying up, and I uh, he was gone, and I was looking at you know a couple of different replacements, and even tripling up with Gareth Bale. I've got a big big feeling about Gareth Bale. For this this uh, in the season, I was looking at Sterling. I was looking at uh, even Havertz and you know a few other players. And um, you know, then I watched the Europa League the highlights, and I, I thought, you know, if this double game week comes up with with United next week, um, then uh, you know I can't get rid of Bruno. I think that I think the United Liverpool game is actually going to be a bit more open, um, you know, than what we're all thinking. So, in terms of transfers at the moment, I've not done anything. Um, it's it's the old Elliot Craig rollover for now, um, but if I'm gonna do a transfer, I might even look at getting rid of uh, you know the man that let me down last week, Connor Cody, and uh, potentially putting a, a Chelsea defender in. Um, but you know the uh, the Chelsea defender would be uh, dependent on who's obviously going to play because you know got Champions League commitments as well. So again, that would just be based on press conferences tonight. Yeah, definitely, mate. As we saw flash across the screen there, if you're not watching the, the, the comment from Chris Reed saying Matt's had a look at everybody and yeah. there's the reason that he's called the guru. He's always got his eyes peeled. He's always watching the press conferences, keeping up with the injuries and everything like that. You know, he's he's always ready. So that's uh, good good to see Chris watching. And obviously, if any of you are out there watching, drop us a comment and we will we'll reply to it throughout the podcast. But what we'll do now is we'll move on to my team. And I obviously played my wild card, as I mentioned, last week and you know that talk that Matt's just had about getting rid of Fernandez. I did also get rid of Fernandez last week and after seeing his performance this morning it has worried me just a little bit. It didn't affect me too much this week, 57 points and uh, I got decided to go Mason Greenwood over him for form reasons but you know obviously Greenwood also scored this morning as well Jack didn't he? So uh, it's He did mate, he did. Came off, the, uh, came off the bench and bagged. For, um, but I think, I think there was a bit of uh, angst about him not starting, actually, this morning. There was uh, a couple of the pundits weren't happy with him not starting. And he's in good form. He probably deserved the start as well. But I think uh, it was, you know, it'd be a good choice to keep him in. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, not, not many people expected too much like that from Edison Cavani as well. So maybe his position on the weekend will be jeopardised. Mm. But he will be, I think I'll bench him this week because I've obviously got 15-man squad as shown here with Diaz, Son and Kane that didn't play last week, which was the idea behind me playing my wild card. But, you know, 57 points. Dallas, I was really happy with Castagna with the nine points. I was really, really pleased with that. Salah as the captain. I don't know how many of you watched the game, but you could have had three or four. A lot of the Liverpool forwards could have had three or four. You know, Jack, you mentioned you had Yotta. Yeah. He, he had a lot, a lot, a lot of chances that he that could was, have That was the only one, though, wasn't it? I think, obviously, I think a lot of people would bring in uh, Yotta and Salah. And then there was, it was lined up perfectly against Newcastle for it. And obviously, then uh, it was just jinxed, I think, by Chris Reid again. I know we mentioned him in again already in the first 15 minutes of the pod, but he jinxed it last week saying something was going to happen, didn't he? Said Newcastle are going to do the business. <laughs> he just knew that Steve Bruce was going to come away yeah. from Anfield with a point. And then Ian Acho with the 12 points has sort of rounded off my 57-point game week. And again, if you're watching the podcast, you can see that a little a little face has popped up there with the, with the orange beard. Statman Dave is back again. He was busy with work, but he's back this week. So uh, how are you getting along, Statman? Doing all right, guys. 
had a had a decent week. Had had fifty five points, which wasn't too bad. But uh, I was talking up Ian Nacho last week as the captain, and I ended up going with Greenwood, which was a bit of a boo boo from my end. But uh, um, fifty five wasn't too bad. It was still twenty above the average or something. But um, you know, if I want to make inroads into the top fifty, I've got to do a little bit better than that, and with my captain choices especially. Yeah, we've got your team up now, so just walk us sort of through where you went well. I'm just looking quickly, and Mateus Pereira, definitely one of the, the big differentials from you this week. Yeah, he's been on my team a couple of times throughout the season. Just got him back in, I think, last week or the week before. Um, had a couple of hits in the defence with Coleman and Shaw. Um, Fernandez is one that I've been toying with getting rid of for a little while, but hasn't hasn't happened yet. Um, but, um, yeah, a few points from, um, obviously, Pereira and Ian Nacho, but... Yeah, my, my trade for this week is um, Dallas is coming in for Creswell. So Creswell's been missing and is still probably going to be injured. So uh, hopefully Dallas coming in will be a good replacement for him. Yeah, he's been a big miss from West Ham. And they're sort of two of the, the big heavyweights this season for defenders that have done the points for a lot of people. So I'm sure Dallas will not disappoint you. And if we just look at your bench quickly, Statman, you left Sam Johnson on your bench again. Sort of been a little theme this season, you leaving the uh, the West Brom keeper on the bench and him getting points. Were you a little bit disappointed with that? Oh, a little bit. You know, I was more disappointed in my captain choice more than anything. But um yeah, look, Johnson's been there for a little while and I've had him in for a few games, but um, just I think the matchup this week, I decided to go with Martinez, but um, didn't pay off. Yeah, no, it's definitely not a bad score, as we mentioned, mate. 55 points is still 19 points above the average. So it's definitely a very good week from you. And in his absence, you know, he's, he's got above the average again. So I guess we sort of do have to talk about it. We'll go through Ollie's team. He got 54 points, so only eight above the average and the weakest on the podcast this week. And as you can see there, lads, there's one man that's really saved his week. He went, he came into school on Monday morning and he said, I need Ian Acho to do something for me this week. And he, he managed to save his week. But, you know, other than that, Jack, it's a pretty uh, pretty poor showing for Molly there, isn't it? Yeah, did you say 54 or 44, sorry? Mm-hmm. For, 44, mate. Oh, I just oh, thought I'd oh. just re-mention that, make sure Ollie got 44. And he took a four-point hit. hit as well. There we go. So definitely the weakest on the pod this week. That's why I wasn't invited on. Um, otherwise he would have been in trouble he would have, yeah. Yeah, he would have been but um, listen his team you can see what his intention was um, you know with the Wolves assets in there as well um, and then with the Yotta and you know Inacho, it's you know it's a good shout it's a good team to be fair and he, he's lucky not to have done better but the results haven't gone his way and that's kept him uh, yeah kept him out of the title race a bit longer Kept him grounded and kept his ego a little bit on the floor <laughs> this season, which I'm sure we were we are thrilled about. But we'll just take a look at his bench there, Matt, again. And, you know, a lot of people bench the Spurs assets and the City assets this season and just how integral are Edison, Kane, Son and Diaz going to be towards the end of the season for him? Yeah, I think they'll be really good. He's got a pretty good team for this week, so I think he'll recover. You know, you'd expect Diaz, you know, to play. They do obviously have Pet Roulette. Um, you think it'd play? They still need that win for the for the Premier League title. You know, Edison. Then you got obviously Son and Kane with a good fixture. So you know, I think uh, I think they'll all be really good for him this week and, and for the rest of the season. Yeah, Spurs have definitely got a very very good run in towards the end of the season. But that is all how we went this week in our fantasy teams.
And so now we will move on to the informative part of the podcast. He's back on this week doing it live. We've got the guru section from Matt Day. He's got his differentials, his ones to watch, his teams to back and his captain picks. Take it away, mate. Thanks, Elliot. Um, it's good to be back. Thanks for having me again, boys. Um, we'll start off with the uh, the differentials. And uh, I'm going to go Manchester City. Obviously, we've got, we got uh, Pep Roulette, but... Um, you know, a nice Crystal Palace fixture uh, for City. I think we can kind of predict a little bit more of, as to who he's going to play, given they've got the uh, the Champions League in the week. So um, I'm going to put Gabriel Jesus at 2.7% ownership. I think he gets the nod. Didn't play in the Champions League in the week. So you really expect him to start. I think that's a really, really good differential, um, you know, for those that you know maybe don't have Harry Kane, which I think is quite unlikely, as a lot of people do. But if you've got that second striker spot, maybe if you've got Lacazette in there still, um, obviously him being injured, you could uh, you could switch him out for Jesus. And then sticking on the uh, the Man City theme, I'm going to put Zinchenko in there at 0.5% ownership. Again, he didn't play in the Champions League, so uh, he's played in the last two back-to-back Premier League games. So again, you'd expect him to be starting this weekend. Really, really liking that option. Um Going into uh, another side that's been on good form, and I'm going to go with a Chelsea asset this week at home to Fulham. It's going to be Ziyech. Um, like, he had that early season form, um, hasn't quite shown it in, uh, in recent months. I know he's coming back from injury. But 2.1% ownership, come off the bench in the week in the Champions League. So again, you'd expect him to start against Fulham. 2.1% uh, ownership as well is like, really, really low. So um, you know, if he scores, or grabs a goal and assist, then... You're going to shoot up the mini leagues there. Another one I've, I've mentioned him quite a lot on the on the pod this uh, this season. Obviously, being a Spurs fan, but you know I think the hype uh, is real for this week. I'm going to go with Gareth Bale, three percent ownership, home to Sheffield United. Got a goal in his last home game against Southampton. Um, you know, and he looked sharp. It was a good finish. And for me, um, obviously Jack's talking about Son earlier on. I think Bale's a, the better option at the moment. Um, you know, Son's form. Hasn't looked great. Um, obviously, got they did get the penalty last time out against Saints, but Harry Kane will be back on those. And yeah, Bale just looked really sharp in that game. And um, you know, I think again with that three percent ownership, he's a really, really good, uh, good option this week. And then the last one for this week, Elliot's going to love this one. It's at Maximin uh, for Newcastle. Had to put him in this week. He's got twenty points in three games. Absolutely brilliant against Liverpool last week. Um, I think he's a very fixture-proof player. He's a sort of player that you know, he gives any side a hard time. He's got Arsenal at home, 2.7% uh, ownership. Arsenal had a pretty uh, you know, poor performance last night against Villarreal. I think there'll be some tired legs. And uh, you know, Elliot will also you know, like to hear me say that, that Newcastle are on, on a good bit of form at the moment. So really, really liking, uh, really, really liking him in that midfield. And then if you get him in now, then uh, Newcastle got a, a good uh, couple of games at the end of the season as well. So... Really, really liking his form, and I'm really, really liking his uh, his low ownership. Yeah, and how is that of, out of the weird things that you can say? Newcastle and good form are usually not two uh, two bits of words that are put in the same sentence. So uh, it's definitely nice to be hearing that again. And I, I definitely agree with you, mate, about him being sort of fixture proof. He gives a lot of players a hard time. He's the one that you know when all our players have a bad game, he's still the one that's that that shining light that 
can cause any defence troubles just by taking the ball to him himself. So he's a, he's a special little player and uh, I'm thrilled that you've included him there. But we'll move on to your uh, your three teams to back for this week now. And do Newcastle just about make it on there or am I uh, stretching a little bit too far? No, you didn't this week. Sorry about that, mate. But we're going to go with uh, the tried and trusted Manchester City away at Palace. So we do expect uh, a few changes, but you know I think City will uh, will come out and win that one quite comfortably. Um, so they're definitely going to be in there. Another one I'm going to put in there is Chelsea with their form. Um, I don't think they'll blow Fulham away, but um, I still think they'll uh, they'll come out with a win and they'll, it'll be quite solid, potentially a clean sheet there. Um, and then we have to pick, uh, obviously, Tottenham at home to Sheffield United, I think. Sheffield United, they're, obviously, they're relegated. They did get a good result against Brighton last week, which you know none of us expected. But um, you know I think if you're going in terms of Harry Kane's form this season, um, not Son's recent form, but his overall form um, for the season. You've got got a back Spurs at home to Sheffield United this week. I think we'll uh, you know, we'll see a lot of Spurs players flying around uh, this week, and, and that rounds up my three teams. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, we'll move on to your captains now, but I definitely expect for there to be a handful of Spurs players within there, as you mentioned. Sheffield United, bottom of the league, the basement boys of the Premier League this season, and uh, you know, relegated already, so. They don't really have too much to play for other than the pride on their shoulders. So take away your uh, your captains, mate. Yeah, captains, I think number one is uh, got to be Harry Kane. Um, I think his expected ownership this week is going to be through the roof. Um, I'd be very surprised if uh, if people don't captain him. But again, um, you know, if if, uh, if you've got a differential and Kane does blank, then, um, you know, you would uh, you'd shoot up those mini leagues. So Kane's definitely the number one choice for me. Um, I put two Leicester players in this week. I'm going to go Vardy and Ihe Nacho. So away at Southampton, we all know Vardy's got a very good record there. I think was it last season he got four goals, about four goals there. It was a nine nil win. So um, you know I think they're both really really good captain shouts. Um, again, sorry, going back to Spurs. Actually, Gareth Bale. I'm going to put on there as well. I'm preferring him over Son. Um, and then my uh, my last captain choice. Um, that isn't that obviously isn't the curveball is going to be uh, Raheem Sterling. I've not been in the in the best of form um, at times, but got rested. He got rested in the week. He was pretty sharp in the uh, in the Carabao Cup final last week, and he did score in the reverse fixture against Palace. So um, I think Sterling's one to, to have your eye on this week as a as a differential captain. But he didn't quite make the curveball. So who have you gone with for your curveball, mate? It's been a Big, big time building up. So who have you gone with for this week? I've gone with a Chelsea player. And um, see, it would depend on Ben Chilwell not playing. Um, I think he did play in the week, didn't he, in the, in the Champions League. So you know, if he gets a rest, which I think he is due a rest, um, I'm going to put Alonso in there from Chelsea. Uh, the wing back, he had a lot of uh, good form early on with uh, Thomas Tuchel. Um, and I think he's a really, really good curveball shot this weekend at home to Fulham. Definitely a big, big fan of that one, mate. As you mentioned, he was a, a, a favourite among Tuchel when he first came in and he was getting the, the goals and the assists towards the start of it. So uh, it's definitely an interesting shout there, but definitely one that can rocket you up the mini leagues there. And we'll just we'll just move on to your scout 11 now. And uh, as, as I mentioned before in the podcast, it's getting into the business end of the season now. So it's really the time to start playing the chips if you've got them. And, uh, you know, if people have got a wild card or a free hit, this is what the guru thinks will be the best team for the week. So just just walk us through it, Matt. Yeah, I've gone I've gone quite safe in defence. 
Uh, we've got Larice at home against Sheffield United. Obviously, quite a low score inside Sheffield United, so you know, you'd expect it to be a two, three nil type of game. Um, and then I've doubled up in Chelsea uh, with Alonso and uh, Aspilicheta. But again, it could be rotation there. Not 100% certain that either of them or both of them will sort of play. So it's a tough one. Um, Zinchenko, I'm pretty confident, will play for City this weekend. So again, it's, it's, it's a safety pick. I think Palace are quite low scoring. I, I can see City winning that by a couple of goals. Um, going into midfield, Son. Uh, sorry, Bale, not Son. I've gone confused myself there. I've gone Bale, who I'm preferring over Son. You're, you're having a change of, change of mind now, mate. Yeah, <laughs> no, nah, I'm just... I've I've got Son in my uh, in my personal classic team, but I think um, you know if I had a free hit, I, I like um, I like Bale. Um, you know, he was going to be one of my transfers for Fernandez, but I just don't know if I can quite afford to triple up on my team. I don't think it will uh, will work later on for the next few rounds. But really like Bale this week. Has really good home form as well, Gareth Bale um, this season. That's where he's got a lot of his goals. Uh, Lingard's going in there. I think I know he blanked last week, but it's a Pretty good fixture for him. It's a, it's a good game uh, for him to, you know, sort of come back in. He's obviously on penalties as well. Um, I've put Sterling in there and uh, and Ziyech as well from from Chelsea to round up the midfield. So there's a few differentials in there. Um, and then up front, two obvious ones: Harry Kane, the captain. Uh, Ihe Anacho has obviously been on fire, and then uh, then Gabriel Jesus rounding it up. Um, I think he'll get the start as well. It's a very, very strong team there, Matt. As you mentioned, the, the defence is definitely no no messing about there. You're expecting clean sheets from the Chelsea boys, the, the Spurs man and the City man as well. But can I just ask you, you've alluded a lot to Gareth Bale being preferred over Son this week, but what's what's the, your motivation behind backing Bale so much? We know that you've you've had many man crushes on him in your time, but is there, is there a certain reason that you're, you're really liking him at the minute? Just Son's form. Um, it's just been awful. Um, so watching all the Spurs games, he was just been poor for a long time now. And um, I guess it's kind of like the, the Bruno Fernandez thing, where you know, he's not really returned for about eight or nine weeks, maybe once or twice. Um, but you just keep him of, of the fear of not owning him. And I think with Bale, gets a nod just purely on the game against Southampton last time out. Um, he was sharp. He was getting shots on goal. He scored a really, really good goal. Um, yeah, and I think his uh, his home record against Burnley and Palace this season and those sort of lower end teams, he's he's normally come out and scored a couple of goals. So yeah, I'll back him to back him to bag this week. But you know, I guess there's always that risk of him not starting. But I think uh, yeah, I think with Mason, he'll, he'll be in that lineup. Going going long term, Guru, what would you say to uh, our listeners out there for if they've got that option? Then obviously Son's form's been terrible, as you just mentioned. Would um, if they sold him for Bale going for the rest of the season? Obviously, Tottenham's fixtures are pretty good for the rest of the rest of the rest of the Premier League. Is that is that a, a good wise choice advice that you provide or not? Yeah, I would. I think obviously we've, we're not in Europe, so one game a week would be fine on Bale and his, and his fitness. And plus, with Bale, you get the uh, the chance of him taking a free kick as well. And uh, you know, we know he, we know he can uh, put a dead ball away. Son, Son does take corners, um, so you'd lose out on that. But I think if I had, to, had to, a wild card now and I had to pick between Son and Bale, um, you know, that's a differential as well. I think Gareth Bale's right up there. I don't think you're losing too much by not owning Son right now. 
but it's not a transfer you'd make in in your normal with your normal transfers, your weekly transfer. I, I wouldn't swap if you already own some, then I, I wouldn't do it. Um, we got there but, in the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bale, Bale's obviously got to um, he's got to start performing because he's got the Euros coming up, hasn't he? So that's uh, you know, mm. as, as the banner said, Wales, Golf, Madrid. We're not sure where Spurs fits into that equation, but Wales is his first priority. So uh, he definitely be wanting to get into a little bit of form to help his nation out at the Euros. And Dave, we'll, we'll go to you now with the, the armband on Harry Kane. Is is he probably the, the favourite this week in your opinion as, as the captain shout? Uh, yeah, certainly in, in the team that's been put forward. I think um, I was just looking at my team who I was going to go with this week and I was actually tossing up between uh, a man who's the, the most informed player at the moment, which is Pereira, who hasn't appeared there. He's got a decent fixture against Wolves. So, like, I, he's probably the one I'm leaning towards in my own classic team ahead of Kane. Uh, but yeah, Kane's probably my second choice for this week. Yeah, and in the in the reverse fixture, he scored two penalties, didn't he, at, at the Molyneux Stadium earlier on in the season? That was sort of the game that sparked his his season back into life. So I'm definitely a big, big fan of that. But no, Ian Acho as the captain for you this week, Statman. Yeah, I know it was hard. He's, he, it still might be a last minute thing. Like I, I turned on him last minute this week, and it didn't pay off. So maybe I'll have to keep that in the back of the mind and see what I do tonight. Yeah, we'll just go with one final question over to you, Matt, the creator of the team. Jesse Lingard, obviously blank last week. Are you expecting a lot of, of panic selling, I guess, people getting him out of his team because he's not not returned in one week? Is it, it's nice to see you stick with him because I do think that, you know, he'll continue his, his brilliant form. Again, we mentioned the, the motivation of the Euros. He's definitely one that Gareth Southgate will have his eye on with the uh, the 26-man squads instead of 23. So he'll definitely be wanting to keep his form up and uh, get to the Euros. So you're backing him as well then? Yeah, I'm still backing him for the rest of the season because he's obviously looked sharp. Um, but he's not in my team, so if he blanks, then then I'm not too fast. But I am back. I am backing him just based on watching him play this season. He's, he's been brilliant, and um, he was still lively against Chelsea last week as well. Well, there you heard it. Matt doesn't care about how well his guru teams do as long as his classic does all right. He doesn't care about it. But, uh, but thank you, Matt. That wraps up a, a brilliant guru section. So we'll take a quick step away from Classic now and we'll go into Draft. And our league is shaping up. As you can see there, a little red L for me there in the results this week. And there was a lot of uh, big, big moves this week in the league. So uh, it started off with Jack beating me by a point. <laughs> you would be absolutely buzzing with that one, Jack. Oh, I'll tell you what, squeaky bum time, big time, wasn't it? It was a one-point win there, just edged it over. So, uh, yeah, I was... off. I threw myself, you know, I definitely didn't think I was going to get a win this week. Uh, we were no strikers on the pitch. Um, you know, six, the old six midfielders, you know, like like Pep. Could be the draft Pep. <laughs> six midfielders on the pitch, no strikers. <laughs> it's it's not showing up now, but as you know, in your team, you had Kane, Ings and Antonio and none of them played. Yeah. So he's not lying when he says... He didn't have a striker on the pitch, and I uh, I blame that loss down to to VAR, mate. You know, if that Callum Wilson <laughs> goal, which it so rightfully should have stood, had counted, no, then right. uh, w- would have beaten you. But the rules are the rules for this season. We have got to get on with it, and they're they're going to change that handball rule for next season. I think so. A lot yeah, of football yeah. fans will be happy about that one. 
yeah, they've got her in there. But I think um, obviously going back to the actual game, it was Chilwell that got me over the over the line. I think he got twelve points in there, mm-hmm. and uh, at the last minute one with Tillemans coming in for me uh, in midfield, he got two points. I think that was just, just enough to uh, just enough to see it through. So yeah, a nice win there. Got me back on the uh, on the uh, back up the ladder. Yeah, and as much as you beat me, it is nice to see you back winning. You're three points touching distance of the, the top spot now. So just keeping making sure you're hot on the guru's heels, uh, just not letting them get too comfortable at the top. And, you know, trying to, you know, we called you the draft guru a lot earlier in the season, falling off a bit and late recovery for the, the title charge, maybe, Jack. Last five games, lads. It's going to happen. The guru is, is going to choke. It's a sprint, not a marathon now. We can start saying this that, can't it. we? This is it. I can't sprint as fast as I used to, but this is definitely a sprint. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to see. And then Rolando with the, uh, the the weekly loss, I think, for him. It's not really any surprise, is it? James Gasden with the 44 points to Rolando's 25. And then Dave with another massive score. I think, you know, we, we call sure? Jack the draft guru, but Dave, in terms of points, we mention it most weeks. If it was a classic league, Dave would be right at the top. 66 points to Papa Peely's 14. What a win that is for you, Dave. How much you needed that. I know. It's like five or six losses in a row. And it's like you, you see on the fixture, you've got Sheffield United coming up and you just go, I need the win. It's the perfect timing. And uh, yeah, it was like putting six past Sheffield. You know, that's just what you got to do. If that's the fixture, that's what you got to do. You do that. You do think that unless you're, of course, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's Man United or Steve Bruce. <laughs> Steve Bruce's Newcastle for this season, unfortunately. And then Matt, you beat Ollie, which is, you know, we mentioned how big Jack and Dave's wins were, but that's a massive, massive win for you once again. You know, keeping that top spot, three more points. You beat Ollie by seven points. So you just you just move three more points clear of him, which is absolutely massive for you. Yeah, massive. I think that you boys are calling it the impossible game last week. So I'm pretty happy with that. And um yeah, look, Jack's comps about me choking. Well, look, I was uh you know, you were the one that were top, mate. So I've got nothing to prove. I don't think in draft this year. If I if I win it, I win it. If I finish second, you know, I finish second. So we'll see how we go. But that's the that's the same attitude as a Spurs fan. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just see how it goes. I'm happy with the win though against Ollie. I think um, huge win. So I looked I looked at the two teams last week, and um, he had a good attack, but the rest of his team I don't think was really actually too too handy for the fixture. So I was pretty confident with my. Um, my defence and obviously owning Salah at home to you know, to Newcastle, I always knew that he'd, he'd sort of potentially pull through with a goal and some bonus and he did and, um, you know, Castagna's got me over the line as well for Leicester. So, um, yeah, pretty happy with that. But, yeah, tough, tough week this week for me. I've got Dave, who's obviously back on the, uh, you know, back on the, the winning, the winning wagon again. So, um, you know, it's, it'll be a tough one, but it'll be, uh, you know, hopefully can grab the win and then, go from there for the rest of the season not long left yeah we'll move on to the fixtures as you just mentioned there Jack's got a, a big big game against Ollie. Jack how are you gonna you know that's that's a massive massive game for you we keep mentioning it towards the end of the season three points are crucial do you think you've got enough to beat Ollie's team I'm still struggling with the strikers uh, obviously Kane's back in which is great because they've got a fixture this week but Ings is out and Antonio's still out and they've got no return date so I'm, I'm uh, struggling with the strikers up top for contemplating bringing uh, a couple of strikers out there and the lower ranked teams who could be alright but I've actually just brought uh, while we've been on the pod I've actually just brought uh, St Maximum in <laughs> I was going to say After he was what? a free agent wasn't he? He was, he was, was uh, angling around I, 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 yeah, I had him two weeks ago and then I left him out of the Liverpool game 
Uh, so I took him, I transferred him out and I've just brought him back in again for Tillemans. So um, I was going to take Grealish out because I just still don't know what return day he's doing. But I think, um, yeah, the team's looking all right. I'm, I'm pretty confident going into it. Um, I don't know if you look on Ollie's team. I haven't looked at his for a while. Um, what he's got. We'll take a quick look. We'll take a quick look at his team now. He's got Patricio and Net, Wambasaka, Veltman, Tosin Adarabio, Riyad Mahrez, Jared Bowen, Suchek, Cavalero, Watkins, Calvert Lewin, and Vardy. And if we take a quick look at his bench, he's got Little Arms, Jordan Pickford, Ben Davies, <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne, and Kurt Zuma. So, uh, do you think you've got enough with the the newly signed St. Maximin in your team to to get three points against Ollie this week, Jack? I reckon. Uh, Mr. St. Maxman can get me through this. I'm looking at his team, I'm, I'm feeling quite confident actually. I know, I know obviously, uh, like Villa are, are away this week, aren't they? Obviously, the Leicester with Vardy's looking dangerous. You know, Marvis might be rested with the role with the uh, with the rotation. KDB might not play. He's got in full of assets with no game. Wan Bissaka, obviously, you know, I don't, I don't know what how United are going to go this this weekend against Liverpool, so that could be a tough one. Maybe a potential clean sheet in there, but maybe not. And maybe nothing at all. So, I don't know. I think it's, it could be there for the taking, boys. Anyone's. And we'll, we'll head over to you, Dave. Out of just seeing the two teams there and listening to what Jack's had to say, who are you sort of backing out of the two? Yeah, I think Jack's got it. I think um, all of uh, Ollie's powers in his forward forward half. So, I think uh, unless he's going to have to score a lot of goals to be able to get past Jack. Yeah, and Matt, how are you, how are you thinking this one's going to shape up? I think it's Kane v De Bruyne, and if uh, if De Bruyne gets a rest, then yeah, I think I think Oli could be in uh, be in trouble, and, and Jack would take this one. Yeah, and I definitely don't think it would be too shocking if De Bruyne did earn his rest after his performance at the Parc de Prince earlier this week. He was absolutely brilliant for Manchester City, and it's not like they don't have the players that can cover for him in their squad. And then we go down another game, and it's the Guru against Dave, as Huge we mentioned. Yeah. Massive. That's probably, I would say, the game of the week for me, lads. It's ladder shaping this game. Mm-hmm. This is definitely going to have an integral uh, sort of... What's the word for it? It's going to affect the league a lot, no matter who comes away with the three points here. And we'll take a we'll take a quick look at your team, Matt. How how are you feeling sort of heading into this this game against Statman Dave? Yeah, um I've got a couple of players with some you know good fixtures on paper. Um I've got Larice, uh, you know, Lucas Moore if he if he gets a start. Um you know, pretty good and, and Regulon as well. Um, so that, that could be quite handy. Um, you know, Bernardo Silva is, is a pretty handy one. If he, if he gets a start again, you just never know with uh, Guardiola. I've put Zinchenko in there as well this week. Um, but I've got him on the bench. I've, I've put in uh, Aspilicetta from Chelsea. Um, and if he doesn't play, then Zinchenko will cover him. So, um, yeah, I think I'll... It's a tough one. I think I, I don't know too much about Dave's team, but... Um, yeah, I think my team looks okay on paper. I think it could be quite a high-scoring contest. and um, Yeah, tough. I'll have, obviously, obviously, Dave's team. The team looks quite good this week, though. 66 yeah. points last week from you, Statman. And just, just walk us through how good your team's doing at the minute. Yeah, well, I see Maddie's picked up a couple of my scraps this week on the, uh, the waivers. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. As, as Pelaquetta and Zaha, I got rid of a couple of weeks ago. So we'll see, hopefully, oh, yeah, I don't Zaha. perform for him. Um, yeah, Zaha's so what have I got? <laughs> um yeah so i've got who have i got i've got a couple of um who are they leeds players in the in defense playing brighton hopefully we can get a clean sheet there diaz up back 
I'm going to stick with Johnson this week in the draft and we'll see, hopefully. <laughs> Start him in your draft and not your classic again. Yeah, it's literally an exact copy of the other week, isn't it? That's it. But um, I think the midfield's hopefully where I'm going to score a few points. So I've got Pereira, Greenwood and Lingard. So, yeah, I think I might have uh, Matt this week, especially if I can do as well as I did last week. Yeah, you know, we, we talked about 66 points earlier, but we can see the reason why now. And if you can't, if you're not looking at it, at the bottom right of his team, he's got the man in form, Chris Wood, with the 20 points, which amounts to a lot of your score this week. So absolutely fair play to you, mate. And uh, biggest game of the week, what we do with the biggest game of the week is we'll have a vote for who we think is going to win. We'll, we'll start with you, Jack, out of the two that you've just seen there. Who do you think's taking this one? Oh, I need Dave to win, so Dave. <laughs> <laughs> One vote for Statman. Statman, are you backing yourself or do you think the Guru's got this one? Yeah, I'm backing myself for this one. Come on, Statman. <laughs> I will uh I'll go with, with the Guru just purely because of the, the Spurs assets that he's got. I think they'll do quite well this week. Lloris, Regulon, if Spurs can keep a clean sheet, I think he'll be in a very good position. But uh it's, it's down to you to even it up, Matt. So uh, are you gonna back yourself or are you going with Dave? Yeah, go on, I'll back myself. But I, I'll, I'll tell you what, I don't think it's game of the week. I think Jack versus Ollie's game of the week, personally. But um, Got to win to keep up the pressure, right? Yeah, but look, I'll, I'll back myself. Just I'll, I'll back Spurs and, and uh, you know, put Werner back in there. So hopefully he uh, decides to, to score this week. So And I'll back Cavani as well. Come on. He's back in Manchester United, Jack. You'll be pretty thrilled to see that, even if he does manage to win. He's uh, oh, well, Ollie's had his say, as we can see now, and he said, easy three <laughs> points for me, that. So uh, he's having his say against Jack. And Ollie, Jack, how do, you, how do you feel about that comment? Yeah, listen, Ollie's got to give it, Annie. But uh, <laughs> I can um, give it back and get three points and take that and put the pressure on the guru. And Ollie can drop further down. Yeah, and before we wrap up, we'll take a quick look at where the league is at. So as we mentioned, the Guru is in first place with 60 points. Jack and Ollie are tailing him with 57. So, you know, we, we really can't emphasise enough how big the games are this week for them. Me and Dave are tied for fourth and fifth on 51 points. James is tailing me now on 47. He's had a couple of good weeks, hasn't he then? And I actually do play him this week as well. And then Peely and Rolando round off the league. But that is going to wrap up the draft section today. And so does wrap up another awesome podcast you know it's going to be a massive massive week for our draft team and for a lot of people's classics it's sort of a make or break now matt so how do you think you'll get on this week mate um look my team looks good on paper um i've decided at the moment i'm not making a transfer so um yeah look if spurs shine if, if son and kane pull through then it should be a pretty good week so you know hopefully get above the average yeah, best of luck to all you fantasy managers out there listening or watching the podcast. May all your FPL dreams come true and take care, stay safe. Goodbye for now.